I'm Wayne Hackett in Los Angeles, California, welcoming you to the Carter Report. A very special welcome to our viewers across America and around the world. The Second World War tested the faith, hope, and courage of people in the free world. Their perseverance and belief that good would triumph over evil won the war. From Australia, Pastor John Carter reveals the secrets of victorious living as he teaches how hope, combined with powerful faith, can overcome all obstacles. Today, you will be blessed as you discover why nothing is impossible. Never give up. Hello, my friend. I hope you're doing well today. I'm John Carter, and I give you a great welcome today to The Carter Report. Winston Churchill is one of my favorite characters in history. When things were absolutely black for Great Britain, he came out with that tremendous speech and said, never give up, never give up, never give up. I suspect he was influenced by his Christian background, but he was the man for the hour. He believed that with God, all things are possible. And today, we shall see how with God, we can turn disasters into triumphs, failures into victories. And we shall discover today through hope and faith in God, why we shall be victorious. I want to send today to all my friends around the world my warmest greetings. I'm so glad that you've joined me today and I'm so glad that you're a part of my tremendous audience. Today, special welcome to George and Carla in the great state of Texas. Susie and Javier in the great state of California. All of my friends in Australia, around the world. Uh, when I think of Australia, I'm thinking today especially of Errol, and Zena Wright in Tweed Heads in the most northern part of the great state of New South Wales. Also today, I want to send greetings to my old friends whom I got to know so many years ago in the great state of Texas, Jim and Camille Gilly. Great people. And Jim taught me the saying, Keep on keeping on with Jesus. He also taught me the saying, it's not over until it's over. And then it ain't over by a long shot. <laughs> so welcome today. And, and before we start into the, into the program, I want to say a special greeting to my friend Wayne Hackett, our host of this program. Wayne, thank you for doing this magnificent work. I want to thank the Carter Report crew. They're working under great difficulties during this COVID pandemic, but they, with Beverly and David and me, they have decided to never give up because with hope and faith in the God of the impossible, nothing shall be impossible to you or to me. How can hope and faith work miracles? 
Wayne, of course, that's a great question. I want to take you to an amazing story that goes back thousands of years. It's about an old man and an old woman and against against all the, the laws of nature, they had a baby. I'm going to go to the writings of, of the great apostle Paul in Romans chapter 4 and verse, uh, let me see, 17 and uh, onward, 17 down to 21. Hey, you're listening to me? Listen up because you're going to get a tremendous blessing today. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Did you hear this? God gives life to that which is dead. And if this is so, you and I must never give up. Okay, let me read on. It says, verse 18, who contrary to hope, in hope believed. In the King James Version, it says, against all hope, believed in hope. Wow. Against all hope, believed in hope. Even though hope seems to be an impossibility, we believe in spite of the impossibilities. Who against all hope, believed in hope so that he became the father of many nations. According to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old. (laughs) Goodness me. A hundred years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb, her womb was completely dead. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, being, listen to this, being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Let me give you just a little bit of history. We're going back many, many thousands of years. We're going back at least, uh, what would it be, almost 4,000 years ago. And here is this old man by the name of Abraham and God has called him. He's called him to be the ancestor of the Messiah. He's 100 years old and his wife is not much less his junior. And God says, you're going to have a baby. Hey, what did you say? You're going to have a baby. (laughs) You've got to be kidding. But history tells me that two dead people produced a child who was the ancestor of the Messiah. Hey, I want this to sink down into the molecules of your minds today. Are you listening to me? I want this to sink down into the molecules of your mind. If it is the will of God, with God, nothing shall be impossible to you. If it is the will of God, hope in God, faith in God, 
turns death into life and produces a baby who became the ancestor of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. If this is true, what I'm telling you today, then here we have a very firm reason why we must never give up, never give up, never give up. You've traveled the world preaching the gospel. Do you have a story from communist Russia? The brutal days of the communists, Wayne, you're absolutely spot on. When the atheists were running Russia, it was a hell hole, not just a living hell, but a dead hell. And a little village way north, up towards the Arctic zone, there was this tiny little village, an orthodox village, an atheistic village as well. And there lived the Bactrim family. Mr. Bactrim was a communist and an atheist. He had no time for God. Why would you believe in God? Because God, well, God just didn't exist. Mrs. Bactrim had hope and faith in God. How do I know this story is true? Because her son became a pastor and one of my best friends. One of my best friends who used to meet me at the airport or at the railway station and, and take me around when I went to Russia on 49 different occasions. She believed in Christ. And if you believe in the God of the impossible, my friend, nothing will be impossible unto you. And you can say, I will never give up. I will never give up. I will never give up. Would you like to know how she went to church? Well, there was a little Adventist Christian church many miles away through the forest. And so she would set out on Friday afternoon to walk to church in winter, terribly cold, a cold that that preys on the body and the soul. Terrible cold. And she would walk through the night, through the snow drifts. And then she would come out on, a, on a, a road, not a freeway, but a road. And she would wait beside the road and she would hail down a, a, a vehicle and she would ask for a, a ride to the next, to the village where the church was. And they would put her in the back of the truck. Can you imagine this when it's 30 or 40 or 50 degrees below zero? And she would go to church. She would arrive there at about nine o'clock in the morning and she would spend all day with the fellow believers because they were so hungry for God and so hungry for each other. They would eat together, sing together, pray together, study the word of God together. And then she would walk home on the Saturday night through the snow, arriving at a, at a place in this terrible little village about 10 o'clock in the morning. She had a son who was in the Soviet army. One day they received a, a telegram from the Soviets. It said, your son died fighting the foe in Afghanistan. Afghanistan has destroyed more countries and more armies than I think any other country in the world, my friend. Look what's just happened to us in Afghanistan. And when she heard the news, she went into her room and closed the door. And Vitelli, Pastor Vitelli, told me this with his own lips. 
she started to pray and read scripture and to sing hymns. Outside, her husband cursed the Soviet authorities. He was a communist, but he cursed the communists. He cursed them up and down. He cursed and he cursed. And she prayed and she prayed. Her son was a believer, drafted into the Soviet army. She had hope and she had faith that God would raise the dead. You say, this business about raising the dead is an utter impossibility. What would we know, my friend? The great God who made the stars, the great God who made the universe can do a few things that you and I cannot do and that you and I cannot comprehend. She lived this life by herself. Except on the Sabbath when she got Christian fellowship, she was by herself. Listen. Our hope, your hope and my hope, our hope is not always realized in this lifetime. Our hope is not always realized. God said to Abraham, you're going to be the father of a great nation. It didn't happen in his lifetime. But faith and hope see beyond this veil of tears and we see the reality of a better world because there's a better world coming, my friend. But you and I have to believe it and grasp it by faith and hope. It is not our faith. It is not our hope. It is the God in whom these attributes reside. We believe in the God who raises the dead. Therefore, my message to you is this. Whatever your circumstances today, never give up. Never give up. Never give up. I've heard you tell other stories from your campaigns in the old Soviet Union. How tough was it in those days? We in the Western world have got no idea at all. We live, a, on the whole, we live a very cushy existence in the United States of America, in Australia, and in much of the Western world. But in Russia, in the old Soviet Union, that included also Ukraine. During the days of the Soviets, it was hell on earth. There was terrible poverty. There was hunger and there was starvation and there was no freedom. If you were a Christian, a believer, you were persecuted by the atheists. Did you know this? And I say this to my atheist friends, not wishing to insult you or to offend you. Atheism as a religion has killed more people than any other religion on the face of the earth. The atheists scoff at the Christians and they say, what about the Inquisition? But the Inquisition pales into insignificance. Oh, that may be too strong, but it pales in comparison to the bloody Holocaust carried out by the atheists in the Soviet Union. They put to death at least 70 or 80 million people. They had these vast concentration camps. And people didn't die there by the thousands, they died there by the millions. I've been to these places. I've walked in the cemeteries. I've been in the forests. 
where believers in Christ were shot to death. And they were the lucky ones. The unlucky ones were tortured to death. And this is where Lord Miller lived and so many, many precious people that I got to know during my visits to Russia and Ukraine. You say, why did you go? I went because of a call of God, because the hand of God was heavy upon us and upon my family, upon my wife Beverly, my son David, and the rest of the Carter Report team. We went because we wanted to bring some light in the darkness and tell the people that we should never give up because we have hope and faith in the God of the impossible situation. You just mentioned the name Ludmilla. Who is she? Ludmilla was the wife of a KGB agent. And with her son, she came to our meetings. She came as a complete atheist. Most of the people that I preached to in those days were atheists. And the atheists made, listen to this, my friend, in the Western world, my friends in America, my friends in Australia, the atheists made the best audiences on the face of the earth. They were not like audiences in Australia or like audiences in America or like audiences in the rest of the affluent world. Because the horror of this darkness had made them so very hungry for God and the atheists became, after so many, many years, hungry for God. So Lamidal comes with her son and their atheists, but they come to Christ. I have the privilege of baptizing them. But the son was a member of the Russian mafia. And the Russian mafia makes the American mafia look like kindergarten kids. The most vicious, vicious people on the face of the earth. And they said to the boy, unless you give up your faith in Christ, you are going to be killed. He said, I cannot give up my faith in this God. I cannot give up my faith in the God who raises the dead. He said, I have found Christ. Or better still, he said, Christ has found me. He said, I will never renounce my faith. And so they shot him to death. I was not there on that occasion. I'd already gone back to the United States. Ludmilla, the mother, preached the funeral service. She preached about the love of God. She preached about Christ. She told the story of redemption. A hundred people in that audience became Christians that day because of the, the passion in her soul. And she talked about a risen Savior. Now, I want to read you another text. I want to read you Romans chapter 5 and verses 5 and 6, my dear friends. Romans chapter 5, verses 5 and 6. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. 
Ludmilla saw the future. She saw the vision of the future. It has been said that if we only have hope in this life, we are of all men most miserable. Some cynics say that a man without hope is like a dead dog. What a terrible, what a terrible thought. But if you've got hope, and if this hope can get down deep into your soul, and if you mix this hope with faith, faith in the God of impossible situations. This is what I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about hope and faith. I'm talking about hope and faith in the God who raises the dead. Hope and faith that says this young guy who was murdered by the mafia in the city of Nizhny Novgorod, Russia, is going to come forth from the tomb. And that is why I say to you, whatever your situation today, listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. I've seen these things. I've felt the power of God. I say to you, never give up. Never give up. Never give up. How did your friend, Danny Shelton, begin Three Angels Broadcasting Network? About 40 years ago, in southern Illinois, in the United States of America, there was a carpenter, and his name was Danny. <laughs> Danny Shelton, the carpenter. About 40 years ago, he walked out into a field. As they say in Australia, he walked out into a paddock. Same thing, but he walked out into a field. And he said, we're going to build a television station here. And by the grace of God, this television station is going to take the truths of the gospel and the undiluted truths of the three angels' messages right around the world. Well, everybody laughed. <laughs> the people in Benton Thompsonville, West Frankfurt, when they heard the story, they all laughed. When church people heard it, a lot of those people laughed too because you can't do that. A carpenter can't establish an international television network. It can't be done. <laughs> but it was done because Danny Shelton had hope and faith in the God of the impossible. I want you to know that this was a modern-day miracle. And people say, well, you know, but he was a carpenter. He was in very good company, my friend, because Jesus was a carpenter too. And like Jesus, Danny had faith in God. You see, we should never give up because with God... Nothing shall be impossible. Get it? How did 3ABN Russia get started? Well, now, let me give you an answer to that super question. Uh, let's hope I can give you a, a super answer, Wayne, to that question. 
in the year 1990. Now I've got to start to think. Hear the wheels turning? Crunch, crunch. 1990, the Carter Report ran a great campaign downtown Los Angeles in the famous Shrine Auditorium. Seated 6,600 and for the opening lecture, it was filled four times. Glory be to God. And people tell me uh, public evangelism is over. You know why it's over? It's over because they don't have faith. They don't have hope. They see the obstacles. They don't see the almighty God. That was 1990. 1991, Beverly and I, with the Owenses and a few others, went to Moscow. We went there to run a great evangelistic campaign, the first evangelistic campaign by a foreigner in the former Soviet Union. Glory be to God. It was so successful. We saw thousands and thousands of people come to Christ. Now, in 1992, next year, we were asked by the church in Russia and Washington to go to the city of Nizhny Novgorod. That's the city of Gorky. That was the city of the dissidents. That's where they sent Sakharov because he was a voice for freedom and democracy. I felt tremendously privileged to go to the city of Sakharov. So another dissident was going also. And we went with the help and the support of the people of 3ABN. And that's another story. And I'm going to tell it to you in our next segment. I'll be back. You stay with us. We're talking today about never giving up. Because of the current crisis in the Ukraine, spiritual programs have all but vanished. There's an overwhelming hunger for the Word of God, and to respond to this urgent need, the Carter Report has pledged to build a media center. There is a building in a safe part of Ukraine that needs to be finished. Lights, cameras, sound and editing equipment will be purchased and installed. This center will produce Bible studies and church services. Also, radio and Christian TV programs that can be viewed on digital devices. Here are a few of God's soldiers on the battlefield in Ukraine. Dear Pastor Carter and uh, your team, dear friends uh, who support us in this very challenging time for Ukraine, for us it's a big relief, huge encouragement that we can stay here and can dream about future steps in our mission to share gospel of Jesus Christ. We appreciate your prayer support. We appreciate your donations so much. We really dream that here in this place will be a very good uh, studio for Chernovsky, for Ukraine at all, where we can share the gospel. Please continue to pray about us, about our team, about Ukraine, and we will pray for you. Thank you very much. These people are compelled to move forward in faith. Let us all 
in God's grace, move forward with them. We are asking you, supporters of the Carter Report, to help heal the hearts of Ukrainians with the Word of God. Please send your contributions for the Ukrainian Carter Report Media Center to our website or to the address on the screen. They need peace. They need hope. They need the Word of God now. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.